Good morning. How are you guys today? Um, hasn't this series on James been so good? Are you guys loving it as much as I am? Um, I have been so... Well, it's, it's probably like my second favorite book in the Bible. I just love how practical he is. Like, you do this, God can do this. You do this, you do your part, God can move. And man, it has been so good, so rich, and I've loved it so much. The chapters about um, the tongue and the mouth, those were rough. Were they for anybody else? Am I the only one who has a tongue that's a little out of control? Because it's just been really good. So Joshua and Jason, thank you guys for your work and just making us do this because it's really been good and rich. So today I'm going to talk uh, through chapter 5, part of chapter 5. I'm just going to read it um, to you this morning. The, I'm reading from the message version and the subtitle is Prayer to be Reckoned With. And when I first read that, I'm like, oh, Jesus, I want that to be about me. I want to be somebody whose prayers are to be reckoned with. And I've just been pondering that and just how, how good that is. So I'm excited to dive in with you guys. So verse 13, are you hurting? Pray. Do you feel great? Sing. Are you sick? Call the church leaders together to pray and anoint you with oil in the name of the master. Believing prayer will heal you, and Jesus will put you on your feet. And if you've sinned, you'll be forgiven, healed inside and out. Make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Elijah, for instance, human, just like us, prayed hard that it wouldn't rain, and it didn't. Not a drop for three and a half years. Then he prayed that it would rain, and it did. The showers came, and everything started growing again. So I love that it says, make this your common practice. And I was thinking about things that I do that are common. Um, I eat commonly. I talk a lot. I love to watch sports. Yeah. Um, you know, I like to eat chocolate, brush my teeth, look at my phone. These are all things that I do that are common or habitual. And James is telling us, like that, prayer. And I'm not sure... Um, well, I'm going to speak for myself. This is all to me. It's not, it's not a heat-seeking message to you guys. It's to me. I don't think that I do turn to prayer like he's instructing us to do. Do I pray as much as I pay attention to the NBA? <laughs> Probably not, especially not this time of year. Um, prayer, wherever you are, whatever it is, he's instructing us to pray. Is it your common practice? Is that your first response is to pray? It says, are you hurting I think a lot of us lash out, or maybe we retreat, or isolate. I know that's me. That's like my go-to. If I'm hurting, I just shrink back and like, nope, I'm good. Me and Jesus, we can handle this. I'm, you know, that's my, one of my go-tos. Maybe we medicate. I think that's so common in our culture, especially the last year and a half. Uh, do we turn to self-pity? What are these things that we're doing instead of turning to prayer immediately? 
Then he says, do you feel great? Sing out. You can't do that silently. I'm singing right now. Can you tell? No, because that's not singing. That's not what he's saying. He's saying sing out, celebrate, share your good news. I think that Pastor Joshua demonstrates that so beautifully to us so often. You know, anytime we start a meeting here, we start with a testimony and sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, great, awesome. But it's so great. Let's celebrate the good news. Remind each other what God's doing. And he's so good at it. He um, sings out in the bathroom. I think that's weird. <laughs> Who else sings in the bathroom? I had Tyler Roberts raise his hand in the first service. I'm like, what? why, why do you do that? He, <laughs> I'm doing it, I'm going in. He apparently sings when he shaves and he has an electric razor and <laughs> I'm, all right. So he, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't get his permission. Can I talk about this? I'll uh, readers digest it. But he, I don't know, cut himself because he was singing while he was shaving. I'm like, what? Why, I mean, you have a razor on your neck. Why would you be singing? So anyway, he does this really well. So if you need help in this area, have him pray for you because apparently he's rocking it. It says if you're sick, call the church leaders. I think often when we're sick, <laughs> um, you know, we Google Web MD. I did one time, I was having something with my stomach. I'm like, oh, do I have like stomach cancer? Or, like, am I gonna have like six months to live? I took a Tums and I was fine. So, you know, what, what are we turning to instead of prayer? I think so often that we pretend we're not sick. Like, oh, I'm, I'm fine, I'm good, I, I don't have a cold. Well, your nose is so stuffed up, I can't understand your words. So I do think that there is something going on. Do we turn to, you know, I consider it blind faith rather than prayer. Do we feel sorry for ourselves? Do we just go to that place of self-pity of like, oh, I'm so sick, no one's ever been this sick. You know, it makes me think of a man cold. Um, <laughs> did I just say that out loud? Yes, all the women are clapping. <laughs> I do know what it's like. But in all of this, James is saying, pray, pray, turn to prayer. If your first response is pray in all of these things. Let it be your common practice. And I think in this commonness, he also wants us to be honest and not go to him with our church language and oh, most holy father. And there's times that's super appropriate, but I think that he wants us just to be honest and real. I think back when my mom was officially diagnosed with Alzheimer's and we knew, we knew that was gonna be what the doctor says, but when you get an, you know, an MD saying that, um, I did not church up my prayers. I was real mad and I was just telling the Lord how I felt and just like, God, I, I don't know how we're gonna get through this. <clears throat> and I was honest and I probably said some bad words, but he, like, he can work with that. He can um, use that and move when we're honest because he knows anyway, he already knows but he wants us to invite him into the situation. The next part of the verse, it says, call the church leaders together to pray and anoint you with oil. The oil isn't a magic formula. I remember when I was a kid and we would have this happen and people would wipe your forehead with oil. I would just kind of be like, oh, what? what is that? Like leaning away and it just seemed a little bit weird. But in what James is referencing in their custom, um, oil was used for everything, like 
medicinally and for cooking and just everything. And it was, it's like a symbolic. Um, it's kind of like Windex in my big fat Greek wedding. Have you guys seen that movie? It's like spray, spray Windex on everything. It, it works. So in this, there's, healing isn't a guarantee. It's not a um, magic formula. And Pastor Joshua touched on this a little bit last week where he was just saying it's not always a given, but he's instructing us to keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, keep praying. And I think that um, we definitely don't take advantage of the calling the elders when we're sick enough. And I just want to challenge you guys in that, to do that. They love to do that. That's like one of Red's favorite things in the world. Oh, I got a call. I got to go out and pray for somebody. And that's awesome. Like, let us, let us, let them do that and pray with you and join our faith with yours. Join our strength, our courage, our belief that God can and will and he does heal. Um, a couple of years ago, James Chateau, he's Jeff and Whitney's son, he um, was diagnosed with some stuff in his intestines where there was like a blockage where it was like cement in there. So um, you can imagine the trouble he would have, you know, just with tummy aches and potty and just all of that. And the doctor was like, okay, we're gonna try this, and that didn't work. We're gonna try this, and several different things and appointments and tests, and they finally like, okay, we're gonna do this, and if this doesn't work, you're gonna need fairly major surgery. So imagine as a parent that your, I think, four or five-year-old needs major abdominal surgery. You better believe they were calling for the elders. And so they brought James in, and some of us were here, and we just prayed for him, just believing, like, Lord, open up whatever this is, whatever's in his body, that is making this, bleh, fix it, Jesus. So he had to finish this round of medicine and went back to the doctor a couple of months later and the doctor's like, well, it's gone. Not really sure, but it's gone. And the Lord touched him and came through. And Jesus wants to heal. He absolutely wants to heal. Um, I have called for the elders before because I've struggled a lot in my life with headaches and migraines, just asking for prayer. And I've had great breakthrough where um, it's like instantly a headache's gone. And I've had times where they've prayed for me and it gets worse on the spot. And um, I've had both, but I keep asking, I keep seeking, I keep knocking. There was a season where I felt like I cannot ask Red one more time to pray for a headache. But I, I wanted to keep doing that to see breakthrough. So I say all that to say, take advantage of that. Call for them. Call for their, um, their prayers and their faith. And they are going to be up here at the end of the service today praying for you guys. So don't miss out if there's something that you've been battling, whether it's two days or five years or whatever it is. Take advantage of that. In verse 16, it says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so, so that you can live together whole and healed. I would read that and that feels very intimidating to me. Like, you know, my mind goes to a um, Catholic confessional, like, oh, do I need to make an appointment with Joshua and confess my sins? And, you know, it just sounds like, oh, that feels so hard and so much pressure. But I 
take that to mean, and how I'm walking this out is um, like doing, doing the life, the journey through life with people, confessing, working through these things together. I meet with a group of women um, once a week, and we're doing this. And it's um, real hard, <laughs> and it's really beautiful. We're working towards that whole, being whole and healed. We share our weaknesses and our struggles and our sins, and it's not comfortable. There's times where I have just wanted to opt out and say, mm, you, you guys carry on, I don't wanna do this anymore. Um, but the work that God's doing as we're meeting, confessing, praying together is so beautiful. About, I don't know, several weeks, a month ago, I um, was having a real angry day. And that's not something that I normally struggle with too much, but this day, it was like out of control. I couldn't, I couldn't get it together. I couldn't have a conversation with Joshua or Jason and any of the team without just like, feeling like I was gonna lose my mind and let my tongue run away with me. So the Lord just challenged me, reach out to this group of women and just ask for prayer. I'm like, yeah, I can't really do that. I, I can't tell them that I'm mad at the pastors. I can't, you know, I, I can't. And he's like, well, you, that, that's kind of your option or, or stay mad. Um, and so I did. And then right away I started getting the texts back and the Marco Polos back saying, hey, I'm praying, this is how I'm praying. Checking in a few hours later, how are you doing? And once I did that, once I confessed, because for me in that time that was a sin of anger for me, it broke. But I had to humble myself and I had to take time to just say, I'm blowing it and I need help. And I'm telling you guys, the freedom that came after I confessed was so good. It was so powerful and um, just was breakthrough. So it was just beautiful. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. When I think of a person living right with God, I think of um, like 80 year old, people that are Christians that have been a Christian their entire life, they've probably sinned twice and they're 80 years old and they are just saintly, you know, or the pastor or like Steve Buss, you know, he's like just a saint in my estimation. But I think God's talking about us. He's talking about you and me, the people that sinned on our way to church or sinned, you know, we're, that we are working to live right with God. And he's not saying people that have it all together, have it all perfect, but that are living right with God, that are working to walk that out. I think we really, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> sorry, Andrew, we really have a tendency to undersell and undervalue our prayers and just how powerful they are. I was thinking yesterday about if just our church, we're a church of you know several hundred, whatever it is, if we caught a hold of the power that is released when we really come together and we pray, like, it's, there's just something amazing there. Because we're a force. We are a force to be reckoned with. We are together collectively super, super, super powerful. And I just think that we undervalue that. We undervalue our influence with our neighbor who needs our prayers, with you know, our kids' teachers, or whatever it is, the way that we can impact our community through our prayers is super powerful. And I just wanna encourage you, if you are somebody that feels like they, your prayers aren't powerful, I would ask you 
to talk to the Lord about that. Ask him to show you, like, why, why do I think that? Why don't I think my prayers count as much as Joshua and Jason's? Why do I think I'm less than? Or what, what is it in me that God wants to show you and give you revelation about the power that is in your prayers? Because it really, really um, is very impactful. In verse 17, Elijah, human, just like us, prayed hard. That's a great example of a powerful prayer of someone living right with God. Um, A little side note, birds fed him. So you think, (laughs) to me that's so weird. I don't even know why I bring this up, but because I hate birds. And I just think, why why did God choose that? I just think that's so weird. Like, why why would he pick a bird? Like in the Willamette Valley, we would want a squirrel or, you know, a rabbit or something cute. But I would have starved to death. But anyway... um, Clearly, the, the Lord in him had a thing because he prayed for, and it didn't rain for three and a half years. So I think about Alicia and her, their situation, Alicia and Clint, and she prayed hard and God moved. Um, so yeah, just to encourage you guys, your prayers are so, so powerful. It said he prayed hard, God listened and he responded. So I just want to encourage you guys today to make your make prayer, let prayer be common practice. Let it be your new normal. Let it be the first thing that you turn to when you have that pain or that, you know, intense conversation or, you know, your kids are making you nuts. Let prayer be where you turn. Let it be um, the commonplace. Let it be your first response every time. Let it, be the, let it be prayer. And a pet peeve of mine is the, oh, I'm praying or sending a prayer emoji. Um, I would like to delete that off of my phone because I think it's, um, oh, I'm going to be bold and say I think it's Christian cliche. I think we want to pray. Pray with me. Don't, don't say, okay, I'm praying. If someone texts you a, a request or a need or a spot of heartache, say you know, maybe you can't pray with them, but text them back. This is how I'm praying. I'm praying for a breakthrough and, you know, peace and, you know, anger or whatever it is. Um, but tell them that. Don't just, you know, prayers, but stop right there and take a minute and pray. Um, I was at Safeway a couple of weeks ago, and there's a lady there that attends here, and I'm just, hey, how you doing? And she just kind of went, Bleh, and all these things that were just like, I don't know how she was doing it, honestly. It was just like gut-wrenching, hard stuff. And so we're in Safeway, and it's a little awkward. You know, you can't hear super good because she has a mask on, and it was noisy, and the Holy Spirit's like, pray for her. And I honestly, you guys, I'm, I was kind of embarrassed. Like, I don't, I don't want to. And he, she just kept talking, and he's like, you're going to pray. You're going to pray. And so finally I said, would it be okay if I prayed with you? And she just burst into tears. And he's like, Yes. So we're standing there in line waiting, and it was awkward, like we kept having to scoot out of people's way and do all of this. Um, But I just prayed, you know, whatever the Holy Spirit was prompting, and she's just bawling. She's like, oh, I have no, you have no idea how much I needed this and how God is meeting me right now. And I think, oh, if I wouldn't have done that, how much longer would she have gone without that encounter with the Lord? And it's not because of me and because of anything that I do that did that was so amazing. But he wants to meet us. He wanted to show 
her, show himself to her, and he wants to encounter that with us. So I just want to encourage you guys to let this uncommon power, this gift that we have in prayer as Jesus followers, it's a super, super force to be reckoned with. Let it be your common practice. Let it be the first thing that you turn to and not, oh yeah, maybe I should have prayed about that. Maybe I, maybe I should have, but like Jesus, help that to be our first response, that we come to you trusting that you're gonna move. Even those, those areas where you haven't moved for three and a half years, let us turn to you, God. So elders, will you guys come forward, please? And I want to challenge you guys to come for prayer today. Come and, first of all, if there's something in your physical body that you are dealing with, please come and get prayer. They want to pray. If you've prayed 130 times already, let today be 131. You don't know when breakthrough's coming, but keep going after it. And I also have a couple of specific things I felt like the Lord was challenging was, if there's an area of physical healing, um, let me back up. I was at a conference and they were doing prayer for physical healing. So for me, I raised my hand, I needed prayer with, for a headache and they prayed, nothing happened, no problem. So we went on, they went on to the next person and he was praying for this lady and um, he said, do you have a bad back? And she said, no. And so then he was like, does anybody here have a bad back? And we're all just kind of looking at each other. I realized, oh, actually I do, <laughs> duh. Um, and so he's like, well, can we pray? And God instantly healed me, instantly. Like I could feel his hand, I could just feel it. And it was something that I had accepted as normal in my body, like, oh, well, I was in a car accident, I have a bad back. You know, that's just, that's just the way it is. But he just um, often challenges me, what are you accepting as normal that I wanna heal? So if there's something in your body that you've prayed for or had prayer and it's still that way, come get prayer again. Come get prayer again. And I also really feel like there's something today that the Lord wants to do um, in the area of breaking off anxiety and fear. I feel like if there's ever a season where this is so prevalent, it is this, you know, insane year and a half that we are living in. Um, and I just want to challenge you. I know when you struggle with anxiety, coming forward, like making that move is really hard. It's really hard. I've walked, I'm walking in freedom in this area, and so I can relate to some degree at how that is. But I want to encourage you. I really feel like there's breakthrough here in this today and just wanna invite you in that. And in, if the area of fear, like it's, a, it's kind of a scary world and um, if this is an area where you are feeling bondage, I wanna encourage you today to come, please come forward for prayer. So just don't miss out, don't miss out on what he's doing and what, he's, what he wants to partner with us. So God, thank you that you are a God that answers prayer. Lord, thank you that your timing is so good and that you are, um, you're faithful, or that you answer prayer. You love to show off and answer prayer. And I just ask that you would um, give us courage to ask for prayer again today, that you would give us the boldness to um, 
want to deal with some of this, that you would give us the willingness to believe you with big prayers, to believe that you want to do this. Thank you, God, for um, being a God that loves us so much. And we just bless you, Lord. Bless my family here as they're pursuing you and pursuing being whole and healed. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. We just speak, speak blessings over them today. Amen. So maybe just take a second, you guys, and see what, what the Holy Spirit would have you come receive prayer for. I just don't want you to miss out. These guys have lots of time today. They can stay for a while. And just don't miss out on, um, on what he's doing and what he wants to impart to you today. Thank you.